In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The Easter progression of love comes as close as possible today. And frankly, it's a bit painful. But before we get to that, let's remember where we've been. At the right time on Easter, when we were lonely, waiting for someone to call us, Jesus loved by naming each one of us so that we would return to him and his love. Then at the right time, with open wounds from tragedy or sin, Jesus loved by touching. Touching us so that we would begin to heal. At the right time, when we only focused on ourselves, Jesus loved by open, opening our minds to the new life in the resurrection that he would have for us. And then last week, at the right time, dirtied and broken from the mess of our lives, Jesus loved by laying down, as the Good Shepherd does, next to us, so that he would then lead us out of the miry clay into his sacrificial life. And today is the right time for Jesus to close the gap. Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you, even as our Heavenly Father prunes us to bear more fruit. Love hurts today because it means loving the one who loves us even under the pruning shears. Now many of us have come here this morning because we're hoping that the love we've talked about, the love that closes the gap between all of us and between God, is actually true. So that each one of us would find a way forward to a new kind of life that Jesus would have for us. You're tired of the life that continually pushes and pulls you, even when you're trying to get it right. You turn a corner only to find something else, and you wonder if God even cares, much less loves. Or perhaps you're tired of how you continually work in the dark and hurt others, even though you know it's wrong. Wondering, will God come to the rescue? Either way, Jesus' words will begin to sharpen your vision to what God's love actually does for you and for this place. And sharpen is the right word, because with the image of the vine and the branches in today's gospel lesson comes the vine dresser, our Heavenly Father, with his pruning shears. Jesus says that every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, the Father cuts away. Then he says, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Either way, there's pain. Which for us who do everything we can to ensure the least amount of pain, simply find too painful. This image is a very hard image. It's very hard to harmonize with our understanding of the loving God of the last several weeks. 
But we would assume, though, that God is cold and distant when we think this, ready to destroy rather than the God that we've actually talked about, who would do anything to close the gap between him and us and between each other. A gardener who lacks compassion for his plants or a vine dresser who lacks compassion for his vine simply isn't a gardener, but a destroyer. Today's heavenly gardener is the one who grieves after a violent storm has just ripped through his beloved garden, only to make it out to prune so that it would survive. This gardener lovingly calls each plant by name, caresses and touches them, kneels down in the mud next to them, and begins to prune so that each plant would return to its original beauty, because that is the only way. See, contrary to perception, that pain equals distance from God, the vine dresser today, is never closer to the vine, never more intimately concerned with it than when wielding the pruning knife. As we follow Jesus and come to believe in him as a community and each individually, we find him calling us to actually receive the pruning knife, to cut out some of the things from our lives so that others may flourish. But this flourishing doesn't mean it won't be painful, because pruning is always painful as any loss is. The pruning isn't to be confused, though, with the tragedies that overtake us or the pain from hurting others. But it has to do with clearing away the debris they leave behind in order for us to be reconciled to God and to one another. In a sense, our Lord loves too much not to prune. That love, which our Lord loves us with, as preached last week, isn't the stuff of romance novels. But it's a deep, real, active, and sacrificial love. We only need to look at our Heavenly Father and how he's, he loved his beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, because from baptism to crucifixion, Jesus resided, abide in his, in his Heavenly Father. But the devil in his darkness continued to menace Jesus all through his life. Jesus went through pruning in order to follow his father's will. This is exactly what the temptation in the desert and the Garden of Gethsemane was all about. And if we look at it through this, this pruning business can be a lot more painful than we ever had, would have thought. But, But through the pain, in the end, pruning bears more fruit than it ever did before. Because of this, many on the outside of Christianity find it simply puzzling. And those on the inside who don't receive this kind of love simply find Christianity boring. But the thing is, though, both haven't realized that bearing fruit, living the life of Christ, in the world, in the power of his resurrection, 
is exactly what Christianity is all about. And each one of us will only discover that kind of transforming love of which Jesus speaks to us today when we actually rejoice in it by living sacrificially. This love, when it's applied to us, means very, very different things. And it can mean many things to us personally and corporately as St. John Lutheran Church with school. So in a sense, today, John's Gospel actually challenges each one of us. Are we ready to have our own way transformed by Jesus' loving way? Are we ready for a new life as a cleansed, pruned, fruit-bearing branch in the vine? We may find this challenge a bit daunting. I do. But listen to our Lord just three verses later, which we'll hear next week in the Gospel reading. Jesus says, three verses later, I have said these things to you so that my joy, that Christ's joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Complete means fulfilled, filled up, overflowing. Life in the vine may not be what we were expecting, but we will find that is what we really needed all along. And this is precisely the best kind of love. The best kind of love and the best way to love is when you love somebody in the way that they need to be loved rather than the way we want to love them. Because the pruning shears aren't what we want. Nobody wants that. But thankfully, our Lord's plan is much bigger than ours. And much more radical, and much more than we could ever imagine. And because of that, we rejoice in knowing that this is exactly what we need in order for us to bear more fruit as a body. So let us rejoice in the fruit that St. John's bared in the past and know as our pruning wounds heal, our Lord will continue to bear more fruit in this place. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.